What's up, everybody? You're listening to the new and improved Plain Sight Podcast. My name why is, is it, Alex Why Sons. is it new and improved? Um, because I... a question for you. Okay. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> I have been standing here talking into this microphone for every single one of our podcasts and had the inputs wrong, and the microphone has not been on, and I've wondered why my voice has sounded <laughs> terrible. Um, but we're not going to talk about that. So I'm here with my good old buddies, my good old pals, uh, Cam, Jordan, Cam, what it is. Oh, what it do. Oh, man. And Zachary Kuyat, Zachary, howdy. Howdy, partner. <laughs> yeah, baby, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And today, and we're the Plainsight Podcast, and our whole goal here is to take your normal, everyday things you love, the shows you binge, the movies you watch, uh, the music that you love, and we're trying to find ways that we can make that pull ourselves to Christ in some way to strengthen that relationship. And so if you enjoy what we're doing, we really do want to plug you. Um, if you can give us a five-star rating, subscribe, it really, really helps us. Um, and you will get a virtual hug from us and a social all the distance love in the world. Hug, if you will. A social distance <laughs> hug and love um, specifically from Zach. Oh, and yeah, we agree to that for sure. <laughs> so, so today we're diving in more into John Mayer's continuum with two just beautiful tear jerkers of songs. Mm. And that is Heart of Life and Stop This Train. Gentlemen, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of these songs? Um, Stop This Train was one of the first songs that I attempted to play like fingerstyle guitar on. Nice. <laughs> Um, yeah you know we all go in with a dream um yeah mine was why georgia so I'm yeah that was bold um <laughs> and i've gotten closer to it now but um it was the first song that made me realize how not good i was at guitar yet um <laughs> but i picked it because i think it's gorgeous um and both of these songs are really beautiful pieces of like songwriting and also just acoustic guitar music very true cameron yeah stop this um, train Cry, real. Cry. Um, yes. Yeah, pretty much. No, so for me, uh, both of these songs are actually ones that um, my, my old job, we would do like these room setups for reservations. One of the rooms always took a while, and so we would play music in there. And I had a coworker that we would always play these songs because we were both big Mayer fans, and these were her favorite songs, and so we just always played them. And so I just remember like setting these huge like hour and a half reservations with like Stop This Train going on repeat. You know, and I'm going to be really honest, and I feel like I've said this about too many John Mayer songs to classify myself as the fangirl that I am. Um, I don't feel like I love Stop This Train as much as everybody else does, not because it's not fantastic, um, not because it doesn't move me, um, but I just think musically uh, it doesn't have the umph that so many of his other songs do. Yeah, but and not every song is made for that. Not every song is made for that, no. But I'm just thinking specifically, like, it doesn't make my gut go, ugh. So, it's beautiful. I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's one of the best songs he's written. But I don't fall head over heels over it. It's not the first fair. song on this album I go to. How about that? That's, you know, you actually, fair. you you asked us on the, I think it was the Continuum pod, like, what song did we not necessarily love at first but we've yeah. grown to love and for me i think it's i think it's this one you know it's really good and i actually really really love heart of life i love the tasty little uh 
electric stuff he does. I love the concept of the song. Like we'll obviously get into. So like when I hear these songs, I think same with Kuyat. The first thing I think is trying to learn how to play these when I was not well equipped to learn how to play these. And it's just me giving up very quickly. And I've never even tried to learn how to play these since then, even though I probably am at a point where I could give it a go. Are uh, any of us ever really ever equipped to play a John Mayer song? Uh, no. Maybe someday. Not really. You go into them so bold, though. You think, oh, it's like a, it's like a one-note melody. I can do that. And mm-hmm. then it's not that at all. And the more you listen <laughs> nope. to it, the more notes you find. He's got like remember, 17 fingers going different directions. <laughs> well, he's got that big to... old thumb, so he gets to play with an extra <laughs> yeah. finger. I tried to learn Stop This Train not too long ago, and I remember like doing the chords on my left hand. I was like, oh, this is easy. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, now the right hand. And I was like, huh? How do this fingers do that? This is not easy. Yeah, it's um, stupid. And so for our next segment, we play Zach, go grab a guitar and play Stop This Train on the Fly. <laughs> you mean this one that's right behind me and the, the uh, <laughs> tab for Stop This Train that's currently open on my computer? Sure. <laughs> okay, that's actually... Yeah, we prepped that, wink, wink. We did not um, prep that. That's just what I was doing already. <laughs> so these songs, every John Mayer song I feel like has something that we can connect with. What is the one line that really hits you in the gut? Cam, you're going to go first. Zach went first last time. Okay, deal. Oh, man, there's a lot. We, we, you know, we've talked about the, the colorblind line, um, and, and I think that's a really good one. Um, I, I think the, the line uh, at the beginning of the bridge, the so scared of getting older, uh, I'm only good at being young. Mm, yeah, I think uh, thinking about where John was when he wrote this, kind of in his twenties, um, this was he, he defined it as a quarter life crisis. Yeah, um, being in a place like, what if I'm not good at getting older? Like, what if you know we're all kind of in these transition periods? Alex, you're getting married. Zach, we're graduating. We're all working on like launching our careers. Yeah, like, what if? What if we're not good at it? I've spent a lot yeah. of years going to school. What if at the end of this, like, I'm not good at being an adult and like that's a a valid thing i mean when i wanted to be a youth pastor i didn't have to be an adult the whole point of that is to stay a kid but like i i think there's this fear that comes with that 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 line will always just make me kind of stop and think about like that's that's a scary thought for somebody to have when he's you know he was 27 25 ish yeah I, for me, the biggest line is, like I said, I love Heart of Life, um, and it's super practical, and it just says, you know, it's nothing new. Bad news never had good timing. This is the same one I was going to say, Alex. <laughs> That's why I went first. I just had intuition. <laughs> he said, but then the circle of your friends will defend the silver lining. Um, and, I mean, we'll dive into this more, but there's just something really powerful in when you're going through tough times, having that inner circle. Um, and being able to ju- to go to that inner circle for them to say, look, I understand this is a real tough time, but here's the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Here's how you're going to get out of this. Here's what's next. Um, and it's one of those things that we always talk about, but when we find ourselves in those moments, it's really rare that we actually branch out to make that decision. Now, Kuyat, you have 12 seconds to find another one. Go. Well, here's I'll, I'll, I'll put a different spin on the one that you already chose. Oh, yeah, um, I like that. Do that. Let's do it. Because it's, it's a thing that I think is landing specifically because of, you know, what the world is right now. Um, yes, but sir. that line, just that lyric that says, bad news never had good timing. Um, and I know this isn't great for anyone, 
But like, it kind of feels especially bad to be in this transitional period, you know, in a trying to graduate or trying to get married or trying to have some big life event because suddenly all of that's on hold. Mm-hmm. So this song really, I think, grabs me right now because it's like, oh yeah, I get it. Bad news didn't ever had good timing, because this is kind of the worst timing for for terrible, terrible news like this. <laughs> you know, and yeah, so like diving into the big themes, these songs both go really in line with the theme of the album as a whole, and that's continuum and time and how do we deal with it. And they both take separate turns at it, but with "Stop This Train," it's saying. I wish I could stop time. Why is it going right. so fast? I wish I could sit in this moment. But with Heart of Life, it's this moment is so tough. I wish I could get out of it. Um, and so that's super applicable to us today with everybody, um, no matter what side of the political spectrum you sit on, no matter what your beliefs are, uh, no matter where you live right now in our country, in our world you're in a moment where you probably wish that you could just see the end of it. Right. And um, what does it look like, especially as a Christian, to sit in these hard, tough times, um, especially for people that are looked at, too, as leaders in their fields, in their workplaces, in their homes, um, at their church, in their friends groups. Um, what does it look like for us to be able to stay strong um, and see the end of the tunnel uh, when it's just really impossible to even grasp right now. Yeah, I think uh, this kind of kind of hit me today. Today, like honestly, was was kind of kind of tough. Where you know I was, yes. I was sitting around really in this like place of self pity, of mm-hmm. like man, like this this sucks. Uh, today I went out and I I got a, a job that like. I was interviewing alongside like 16 year olds whose moms had to drive them because they failed their first driver's test. Like, like that's like what it felt like. <laughs> I'm like, I got a whole degree just to apply for this. Like, and I was in this place of like self pity and it, it kind of took me to this place of like, um, just feeling sorry yeah. for myself. And I remember having a, a conversation in, in my uh, class, we were sitting there and I think everybody was in this place of just like not very attentive. Nobody was really motivated to talk about leadership, which is the class we were in. And I just remember the, the teacher kind of stopping and saying like, remember that you're taking a class about how to be a better leader. And there's no better time to figure that out than right now. Yeah. And, and we were talking about how to do it as, you know, communication scholars, but, but to, to look at it as, as Christians, like there's no better time for you to apply what you know as a leader, as a spiritual leader to the people around you. Well, when you can't always get out and go to church, how are you going to be the spiritual leader that your family needs when you can't rely on a pastor? Like, yeah. how are you going to take this opportunity? Because John Mayer says it. He's like, I know I can't stop this train. You cannot stop what's happening, but how are you going to take the opportunity that you have and apply the things that like, you need to apply and how are you going to be that leader? And it was kind of a wake-up call. That I wasn't necessarily super excited to have, but it was one where I was like, I, this is, I claim to be a leader. How am I going to do that right now when that's exactly what we need? Yeah, I think uh, for me, the thing that's kind of hitting me in, in this song is just like the chorus of Heart of Life. Um, just that like pain throws your heart to the ground, love turns the whole thing around. Um, you know, and I think we're kind of all 
living in that, right? We're all kind of stewing in this self-pity and this this kind of like anger that we don't have any place for because how can you be angry at a disease, you know? I, that doesn't yeah. that doesn't serve us any purpose, right? Um, right? So we get, I think it's so easy to get like bogged down in, I think a lot of what Stop This Train is talking about and just like, I don't know what to do. I just have these emotions, this sadness, this anger and nothing to do with it. Um, but I think what I find interesting in Heart of Life right now is that the end of the chorus says, I know the heart of life is good. Um, and I think even right. if it wasn't intentional in the songwriting, I think he's acknowledging that um, that there's, there is something beyond, you know, just humanity. There's something beyond the earth and it has good intentions. You know, the heart of whatever this thing called existence is, is good. And, and for us, we know that that's because you know, God has a perfect plan set out for us. And even though we're in this situation where it's full of bad news and, you know, pain has thrown your heart to the ground and things aren't all going the way they should, the the core of it is still designed as, as a good purpose for us. Yeah, so, like, when we flip, I know the heart of life is good. What we What we're really saying, especially as Christians, is I know that there's a plan. Mm-hmm. I know that even though it hurts, that there is an almighty sovereign God. And I'm choosing to trust that this is a, that he is good and to trust that the future holds that. I, I think there's a, a real connection here um, with, with, with what y'all are talking about to kind of this whole like prosperity gospel movement. And I say movement, it's been a thing forever, but this idea of like, I think sometimes people either come to Christ or are told at some point in their walk that, like, being a Christian, like, you won't, like, bad things won't happen. Somehow we get that message of, like, if you pray, like, you won't get the coronavirus. And, like, I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, that's just not, like, that's never been promised. Actually, the opposite of that message is, is true. Like, we will face more persecution like like it is not an easy walk and so you know we're in this place of like John's here saying like I know that like it hurts and I know that things suck but like the heart of life which for us is is Jesus and our, our salvation is is good and if the center of that is what we cling to the other things happening the pain being thrown to the ground is it's not okay and that's not something that you should just be like ah it's whatever I don't care but like that in and of itself is is like okay because because the heart of life Jesus is is good right and 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 I think that especially is true for all of us in like this transitional period and dealing with what's tough about that um, because I think there's so many question marks in front of all three of us already like without this and and that's true for so many people you know graduating classes and people that are going into like we're looking to become newlyweds and people that were moving into a new job or moving to a new city, that kind of thing. There's so many people that already had so many question marks in front of them and now it's so many more question marks. Because like for right. me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an actor, I'm a performer. And so my job is predicated on large groups of people being able to gather in a specific place. So I have no idea yeah. like when that part of culture is going to come back because even if everything reopens, there's still going to be, I think this sort of subconscious tension of, well, 
even if it's open, should I go to something like that? And right. so that's been really tough for me because I don't, I don't really know like what my next step can be because I don't know when stuff is going to open up again. And, and it's been tough, but I think the, the, the point that we're making, um, whether or not it's the point that was intended in the song is that because we know that that heart of life is good, we, we can assume and we can understand that even though that makes some of these situations more scary and some of this, you know, newness more intimidating, that it has a purpose and that it's part of, you know, realizing a, a more perfect version of what will happen eventually. You know, maybe I don't get to come right out of school and into a job over the summer because there are no jobs over the summer, but maybe it leads me into a job in October that ends up being really beneficial, beneficial for me. Or, you know, right. for Alex, I know you're among three or four of my friends that were supposed to get married in the next few weeks. Um, and even if that's, you know, not happening immediately or if it's happening in a different circumstance, it, it maybe that leads to the strengthening of that relationship or, or something that can happen in whatever that gathering becomes at a later date. You know, it, and it's, yeah. it's so tough because we don't, we don't get to look into the future like that. We don't get to know what the end goal is. It's about having that faith that it is all designed that way. Yeah, and I think there's even, you know, an opportunity for us to kind of remove, you know, this is something that I think can be applied with or without this COVID-19 scare. Um, I mean, you, you talked about how, you know, we all have these transitions coming up, and that's scary in and of itself, and, and sometimes it doesn't take a global pandemic for things to not necessarily turn out the way that you expected. Um, kind of looking at, you know, we're, we're recording this, um, at one point where actually tomorrow is the anniversary of two of, of my friends passing away um, from two different occasions. It was, it was two different years. They, were, they weren't related at all. But it's, that's a, a big part of, of my story is, is kind of losing these guys. And it's, it's one that, you know, I, I look at it and I remember where I was when I got the news. And I was in this place of like, can this, can this stop? Like, I remember when, when one of these guys passed away, um, I just lost somebody a few months prior. And I was about to lose somebody a few months later I didn't, I didn't even know about. And I was in this place of, like, this is all going so fast. We are just, like, I feel like I'm having to grow up so much faster than I want to, having to go through this pain. And, and I remember when, you know, in college, Zach, you were there, when, when Alec passed away, it was kind of the same thing where we're all just, like, in this place of can time stop for a minute to let us comprehend what's happening? And I bring this example up because I think, you know, we've all been in a global pandemic at this point. We've all also <laughs> lost people. I mean, we, yeah. that's something we've all experienced and no one mm -hmm. is innocent of that. And, and if you are, I'm sorry, but like, I will last. Like, that's the genuine truth. And, and, and so I think... These songs and, and this message of like, even when it's, it's dark and when, when you want to kind of stop, you don't get to. And so you might as well cling to the thing that in the midst of chaos is, is good. Find the, the music beneath the noise, if you will, saying, yeah, this is good. And that is, that is Jesus in this instance. For sure. I think especially with, when you talk about Stop This Train and the thought of losing people, um, there's something really, you know, just last week, 
I learned about the passing of a uh, a pastor that was a really good big mentor figure for me. You know, and it's this weird thought of like I know he's had a really rough past year and a half, and there's been this really odd circumstance in his life. Um, and so even though we knew it was coming, it's one of those things where like for, at such a young age, he was such a big figure to me. Um, and I just wish I didn't have to say my condolences to his family. You know, and it really sets in on you, especially with everything else going along. It's so easy for us to say, wow, this is moving at a pace that I just cannot understand. There's absolutely right. nothing I can do about this. And it's terrifying. Um, and so that the heart of Stop This Train, <laughs> heart of Stop This Train, that's the name <laughs> of this podcast. Nice. Um, but the heart of Stop This Train is all really predicated on the thought of like, I don't want to lose people. I don't want to have to go through all these things that people go through when they grow up um, and they become adults. Um, and then really it's up to us to figure out, like, how do we how do we navigate that? How do we make it through? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, we're kind of dealing with so like I like we were saying, so there's so many question marks and so many things and and. It, there is no like concrete answer of like this should be the next step, right? Um, and I think that's one of the things that is sometimes the hardest to allow yourself to accept is the fact that you don't know the answer to the next thing. Um, and I think that's a lot of you know what heart of life is saying in, in that you know it, it's not all going to go the way it should. You're not going to know the answers to things, but the heart of life is good. You know, it's it's that same thing we, I think, I've been trying to at least keep coming back to while we're in such a weird, you know, global time. Um, just that that idea that even though I don't know what the next answer is, and even though I can't see what the silver lining is, I have to continue to trust that the heart of life, the heart of God is good, you know. Uh, although it's lacks some context to put it this way Jeremiah 29 11 says for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you to give you a future and a hope um and yeah there's some there's some further context but I don't think I don't think that changes the the essence of what that is in that you know the 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 end goal that we're given and and the intent of what God has done in this perfect design and and setting out the course of human events you know, that just because we don't know doesn't mean that it's not going to be good for us. Yeah, that's really, really good. Uh, Zach, every time we clip one of these, it ends up being you saying something that's just fantastic <laughs> that we end up clipping. Um, and uh, I t you just got to stop flexing so much. It's honestly <laughs> becoming an issue. It's what I do, though. It's so fun. <laughs> Alex, I'll, I'll try and get you in on this next one because I know the first one was me and the last two were Zach. But it's like, okay, I, man. It's okay. I don't the, need the it. Second, I don't need the it. Second, the second one I did is Zach, and then, like, I couldn't not do him for Spider-Man. Bro, it's like a, I, Yeah, I, I didn't deserve Spider-Man, I think. Look, <laughs> look, man, I, just know that I'm noticing. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'm uh, sorry, buddy. And with that, I want to take us in. I'll throw you guys on my back. Please do. And I will catapult launch each of you. Directly, Off of Mount Rushmore. 
off of Mount Rushmore directly into the silly zone. We are an audio media. (laughs) Let me clarify. Alex is currently wearing a Mount Rushmore sweatshirt with Kanye's face on it. So, like, that was not just a random... Mount Rushmore plug, that's not a sponsor. What an intro to the silly zone, though, am I right? (laughs) Man, you know, I tried to do it. I tried. So in the silly zone, we've got a couple great segments, um, all highlighted by Laffrey with Zachary, uh, the greatest uh, (laughs) podcast game show in the history of podcast game shows. But we're going to start off with That's a Stretch. And here's my hot take. We got to it a little bit. We're talking about Heart of Life and Stop This Train. My hot take that 90% of people I think disagree with is I just think Heart of Life is a better song. What are your I, opinions? I, do, I mean, we've, do, we've talked about this. I do personally disagree with that, but I also just love Stop This Train. I think it's just such a well-written song. It's fantastic, it's yeah. Hard, it's hard to... I can't, like, dump on Heart of Life, though, because it's also They're a very good song. so good. <laughs> I don't have that. It's like um, saying it's like um, ranking cookies. Like, sure, well, I say well, this cookie is not top five. It's debate on this, Alex. Yeah, we do. I have a real hot take. Okay, you want a real hot take? Yeah. That's nothing to do with these songs. This is um, a give it to horrible us. take. I think peanut butter cookies are like the most overrated cookie on the planet. And you are dead wrong. I really do. I are, they're not a top five cookie. No, you're right. They're not a top five cookie. Thank you. Peanut butter is not. Actually, Cam, I think yours is the hot take. <laughs> Y'all, I would like to officially announce that this will be my last episode <laughs> on the Plate Side podcast. That's okay. The only thing that's going to be in my Plate Side is those peanut butter cookies I'm going to be eating. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Look, here, oh, and I'm going to say this. We're going to drop the mic. Top five cookies, go. Let's talk, chocolate chip, clearly. Choc- Dude, it's, it's bread and butter, easy. You got to go for it. Yes. Snickerdoodle, Snickerdoodle clearly of course, without a doubt. That's um, easy. Uh, Oreo, are we classifying that as a top five cookie? And I think without a doubt. It's clearly a cookie. Thank um, you. It, it is a yes. cookie. It's a sandwich think, cookie. It is a, it, it is a brand of cookie. I think... Okay, a cookie and I cream cookie. How about yeah, that? Is what that about, what you want yeah, me to say? A, a, a vanilla cream sandwich cookie. Can we have that? Uh, yeah, that cool. sounds like Oreo. Yes. Yes, We're saying Oreo, that. so all three of those are better. Um, How for do we me feel about like white white chocolate macadamia? That's dude, a good cookie no. to me. Yeah, absolutely not. Come on. And for me, here's my controversial statement. Do it. You're gonna say it with a raisin, are Oatmeal raisin, baby. Oh, oatmeal raisin. I mean, you See? lost me. See? <laughs> oatmeal raisin. Get out of here. Get out of here. Can we oh. go back to John Mayer? Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on, Cam. What's your hot take? Um. Can I, can I give you two? Yeah, of course Ooh, you can. One you can give is, me three. It's not necessarily a hot take. That's too I, hot to take. Sorry, too I got there to too late. Um, <laughs> I think that both of these songs, if I were to put a third song from a separate artist into like where these two songs take me emotionally, Ooh. it would be Old Friend by Ben Rector. Oh. I think it takes me to the exact same place emotionally of just like, Ah, I'm growing up too fast, and I had that realization while we were recording this, and I just was like, oh, weird, I'm in the same emotional place as when I've talked about that song. Um, so thank you to our sponsor, Ben Rector. Ben Rector, um, yeah. <laughs> Crazy yeah, that we got one. that one. Yeah, On that was a good one. podcast not about Ben Rector. Yeah, look. <laughs> my, Sometimes. my stretch is, is that um, I think Stop This Train, if you 
take away like the big time Mayer songs, like like Gravity. I put Slow Dancing in there just because like if you look at his most streamed songs, that one's always up there. Um, yeah. I think those are like the two big ones. I think Stop This Train is the one that will always get the biggest reaction at live shows. Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think I think among like Mayer diehards, Stop This Train is the favorite. Without like the very stereotypical Mayer like huge hits. I dig sure. That. I'll give it to you. Whatever. You can have that. Um, I didn't ask you to give it to me. I mean, that, that wasn't... That's kind of the whole point of this segment, I guess. All right. Whatever. Okay. We'll move on. So now, for Alex is mad because of the greatest... <laughs> he, could, he couldn't fight it, so he's mad. The greatest... He's still thinking about the cookies. ...podcast game show name in the history of podcast game shows. Waffery <laughs> with Zachary. Zachary Kuyat is our host. Zach, take it away. Well, it certainly is a podcast name in the history of podcast game shows. I'll give it that the, much. The best. Um, so, the, the, the game I have this week is inspired by um, one of my favorite uh, sections in one of these songs, The Bridge mm. in Stop This Train, where he talks about having a conversation with his dad and the advice that his dad's given him. And that was the jumping off point for me to get to a game <laughs> that I like to call, Who's Your Daddy? <laughs> this game, you I'm are... going to give you a... Strange or confusing name given to the child of a celebrity. And your job will be to name this child's famous dad. You'll get a, a three-option uh, three multiple-choice uh, quiz. Um, you each get three questions. I've got the tiebreaker if we need it. Of course you do. Uh, I, I am prepared now. I made that mistake once, and I'll never make it again. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, this is better than like where I thought this was going, which was... You had somehow talked with each of our fathers and, like, developed, like, things that they've said and said, like, which one of our dads said this? You have just opened up a whole new world of future <laughs> podcast game shows. Oh, oh, boy, I could get your parents in on stuff. That'd be great. Laffery with Zachary. It's, hey, about, to get, it's about to get real personal right one of these days. But for now, we're going to play a game called Who's Your Daddy? What if your um, dad said you're adopted? well uh to choose who starts um i've got actually uh here in front of me i've um trained three snakes um and what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna drop in a little bit of uh uh uh, uh, a live mouse okay okay and the the, Mm -hmm. once they catch it a little um, bit of a live mouse? Like uh, the which, whole, which I changed my mind from a little mouse. bit to a whole live mouse. I was going to give him a little bit of gotcha. uh, generic snake food, but then I found a mouse, so I'm going to give him that instead. Oh, um, okay. Uh, so I'm going to pop this mouse in there, and then I'm going to see if I can divine an answer from that. So uh, here, it's squeak, 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 squeak. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> and they're that's running good. around. That's good, that's good. And that's a really good mouse sound, right? It, that's because it yeah. was a real mouse. Um, and... Oh, now that's interesting. They caught it, and the three snakes are, have actually formed together to produce an A. Oh. So, Alex, you're going first wow. this week. <laughs> I have an A in my name. Yeah, but what yours doesn't start with A. <laughs> Let's go. Doesn't pig Latin. Okay, Alex. Yeah, bring it on. So, who's your daddy? Round one. Kenneth Dwayne Sons. If you say deuce, I swear. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> yes. Which classic action hero named their child... Cal L. Is it A. Nicholas Cage, B. Steven Seagal, or C. 
Jean-Claude Van Damme. I just want to say the name, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that you want to say the name, but the correct answer was Nicolas Cage. Of course it was Nicolas so Cage's name, of course, Oh my gosh. What a yeah, Nicolas yeah, yeah. Cage thing to do. But I appreciate wanting to say Jean-Claude Van Damme. Thank um, you. And you got to respect the splits, you know? Yeah. Okay, Cam, to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, which funny Jason named their child Pilot Inspector? <laughs> Jason Sudeikis. Is it A, Jason Sudeikis, <laughs> B, Jason Lee, or C, Jason Schwartzman? I'm sticking with Jason Sudeikis. I appreciate it, but I wanted to just point out that I did choose three Jason comedians. The correct answer is actually Jason Lee. Dang. Um, my name is Earl, I think. <laughs> I went into that really confidently, but I wasn't sure about it halfway through. Uh, my name is Jason, His quite name is clearly. All of their names were Jason, and my son's name is Pilot Inspector. Yes, it is. I honestly didn't even listen to the name. All I heard was, which famous Jason, and I immediately went, Sudeikis. <laughs> well, that's the name. <laughs> and it was actually Jason. And I should point out, as a point of order, Inspector is spelled with a K for some reason. Oh. Are we following Robert's, Robert's rules of orders moving forward in this podcast <laughs> with your point of order? Yeah, just I just wanted to point that out because I feel like it's very uh, entertaining. Okay, we're, we're at a, a tough 0-0 zero, zero tie here. We're all knotted up. Bring Alex, it. Yeah. which member of Migos named their child <laughs> Culture Chiari, both spelled with a K? Was oh, it Takeoff, Quavo, or Offset? I think Offset is the one with the child, so I'm going to go with Offset. It's a really that is guess. correct. Offset is the Lego. one with the child. And Alex has taken a commanding lead here in the second round. Scores two to zero. Or one wait, to zero. wait, what was, what, was, what was the name again? Culture Chiari. Both spelled with so a K. So, you know, do you know Offset's real name? No, I don't. That wasn't Chiari, part of this quiz. Kendrill, and then it's, it's, I guess, Cephas? So Chiari is actually his first name. Fun wow. fact. How did you know that? I Googled it just now. Oh, that's Funny. good. That's good. Okay. <laughs> I, I just, I really know a lot about the Migos. Also, hot the take. Migos? Quavo's very overrated. The Migos. <laughs> the Migos. El Migos. <laughs> Los Migos. <laughs> El Magre. Okay, continue. <laughs> okay, Kim. Your chance to tie it up here in the second round. Which 2000s rocker named their two children Apple and Moses? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love old? this. Chris Martin, or Eddie Vedder? It better not have been Dave Grohl. <laughs> give, me, give me the options again. Is it A, Dave Grohl, B, Chris Martin, or C, Eddie Vedder? Man, I really don't think the lead singer of the most average band of all time, Chris Martin, would do that. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go Eddie Vedder. Well, unfortunately, what you've miscalculated is that Chris Martin is married to one Gwyneth Paltrow, and she'll do anything. Oh, so she will. It is Chris Martin's two famous Gosh, strange that is the most children. boring Apple band of all time. I was just really hoping it wasn't Dave Grohl or Eddie Vedder, so I didn't have to dislike them for something. <laughs> Fair. Coldplay Damn. is like the vanilla ice cream of bands. Did you know that they were the third highest like grossing band yeah, because they've in been around the United forever. States. They've yeah, been around so forever, and they've never put out an objectively bad album. They just put out right. medium albums. They yeah, put out, so like, 87 albums that are so average that nobody's like, I, I won't buy it. But, like, you see it when you're checking out at Target, and you're like, you're like yeah, might as well. Eh. 
You stream it on Spotify because you're like, eh, I just need something in the background. Right. Okay, Alex, for your chance to take a two-point lead and put this game away. Let's get it. Which DJ named their child Laser Lee Lewis Pence? Is it A, Skrillex, B, Dead Mouse, or C, Diplo? Dead Mouse. I'm sorry, the correct answer was Diplo. Diplo, Diplo yep. who named yeah. his child yeah. Laser, with a Z, Lee Lewis Pence. Mm, <laughs> that's good. Okay, Cam, this is your chance to tie it up, take us to the, the bonus question, or the win goes to Alex. Oh, Cam, please lose. Which Avenger named their child Exton? Is it A, Robert Downey Jr., B, Mark Ruffalo, or C, Jeremy Renner? <laughs> oh, I love Jeremy Renner. I want it to be him. That feels like a... Mm. <sighs> Jeremy Renner. I feel like it's Mark Ruffalo. I'm sorry, the correct answer is Robert Downey Jr. named his Dang. child Exton. Oh, he wasn't Dang. your first or second choice. So with that, Alex, you were the winner... Of who's you. your daddy? Thank you. Thank <laughs> Zach, you. I know you want to do it. Give us the bonus round anyway. I always do. Which famous comedian named their child Zelda? Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, or Bill Murray? Definitely Bill Murray. Bill Murray. You're both wrong. It's Robin Williams. Oh, that was <laughs> my last one. Wow. Robin Williams' daughter is named Zelda. Wow. Fortunately, that doesn't count um, against you. Alex, you have won this week's episode. Let's go. <laughs> before, before we leave... The, the infamous silly zone. Oh, this um, is going to get uh, dicey. I want to I wanna take a minute. Um, one thing we like doing is, is giving each other a chance to pitch a future podcast that they really want to record based oh, on please. content that they like. Um, oh, so, so, Alex, I want to throw it to you. Um, you know, just, just go ahead. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I want to do a podcast, and I don't see how this is so controversial – on the greatest thing that's ever happened to cinema. <laughs> and that is the cat in the hat. Oh, Live boy. action. <laughs> Here's the thing. Look, this movie has meant so much to me for so long. It is one, hilarious. Two, wholesome. Creepy. Yes. Wholesome. Mm-hmm. And three, it keeps you on your toes. And here's the thing, and here's why. <laughs> I'll give it that. It does the do that. entire movie is predicated on learning who you are. Learning the parts of you that make you hard to deal with. Learning how I can see myself in a way that allows me to become a better brother, a better son, a better husband, a better friend. And I don't think there's anything more Christ-like than trying to make myself a better person. Cat in the Hat, wholesome, and the greatest thing that ever happened to cinema. I think that's a home run, plain sight, pod, book it. I definitely don't think it's a home run. I think it's maybe like a bunt that led to like an error. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, if anything, this is, one of, this is like a bunt, but they were playing hard shifted the other way. So somehow a bunt becomes a double. <laughs> So Listen. like a bunt down the third base line yeah. where there's nobody on that side of the infield. You push so a bunt I'm... towards third, but like <laughs> they played you to pull, so you end up going all the way to second base. Okay, so this might this might Melody, I love you. Um, this might frustrate <laughs> her a little bit. Melody and I got in a legitimate fight <laughs> over 
how many times a year we will be able to watch Cat the Hat as a couple. <laughs> Was the answer you settled on zero? No, she is... Then it's too many. <laughs> we have been together for almost four years now. And yeah. she has not watched Cat in the Hat with me once, knowing full well... Melody, this stand is, your ground. This is my favorite movie ever. Okay. And she says... She calls me after. She's like, okay. Once a year. And I say, once a snow day. And she says, <laughs> No. Once a snow Absolutely. day. You're an adult. You, you don't get snow days anymore. <laughs> but when there are snow days. No, 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 no. But my point is, so the reason I love the movie so but much, we had it on the DVR. Quarantine. Every time we would have a snow day, me and my brothers would watch Cat in the Hat. I've that watched it dozens so of times. Yes. So that is why I love the movie so much. It is nostalgic and also just the greatest thing to ever happen to cinema. And... No. So that's where the snow day thing comes from. So guys, if you could please um, at me, it's at Alex Sun's music. Give me your best uh, ideas on how I can convince Melody to let me watch uh, Cat in the Hat with her. Hey, um, the fact that she said once a year means you don't deserve her. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. That hasn't I don't been up for debate. That's, 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 been a, that's been a fact for many years hey, now. Hey, do any of us ever deserve any of the rest of us though? No, that's a really great <laughs> line, Zach. And so for that... It got it got away from me right there at the end. That's gonna be the snippet that I put on our Instagram. Do any of us ever actually really deserve any of the other of us? <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, every single week, we have a podcast. I want us to at the end of all these podcasts, we want to give you one thing that you can take home. It's applicable that you can work on right now. That these bring to us. What is our take-home point, boys? Either one of y'all have one? Yeah, I think for me it's the thing that I've, I've been kind of punching on already is just the idea of, of trying to find a way to uh, find faith in such a difficult time. Uh, yeah. You know, we, both of these songs um, in some ways talk about you know, not knowing the end result and not knowing where things are going to end up. Um, but I think that lyric is, is really beautiful. Just, I know the heart of life is good. We know that we have something good stored up for us, uh, someday. And, and it's about in difficult times like these, having faith to push forward into the next thing, knowing that the end result is designed for our good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I think, I think for me, it's, it's kind of based on just where I'm at, you know, with what I talked about earlier with tomorrow kind of being the, the anniversary of, of a couple of my friends passing away, I, I think for me it'd be that we are not promised uh, an easy road as Christians. In fact, we're actually promised the opposite. Um, so so don't be don't be scared of that. Um, I, I think run to God in the midst of that. Understand that you're not going to be able to stop bad things from happening, but how you respond in those situations is what sets you apart from those who don't follow Jesus. Um, how you lead others in the midst of a quarantine or somebody passing away. Um, or, or getting laid off, whatever it may be, um, how you respond and how you rejoice in the midst of that is what defines you as a Christ follower. Um, and, and that's just a really big part of, of how you can lead people. That's really good. I'm going to let uh, you guys close us out on that one. Guys, this is Plainsight Podcast. We really appreciate you listening, hanging out with us. We're getting towards the end of our Continuum and Marvel series. Please shoot us what you would like us to do. We've got a lot of ideas, but we want to hear what you guys want. So give us a rate. 
Um, review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on Spotify, wherever you listen. Um, it's, we really appreciate it. It really helps our traffic. We love you guys. Peace out. Watch Girl Scout. <laughs>